this is Mike and Tom from Mike Has a Drink. We just wanted to take a second and talk to you about our favorite app, Anchor. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you know, and even plus that, when you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Yeah, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, man, it's totally free. So listen, you want to start a podcast, you're thinking about trying to figure it out. If the two of us (laughs) figured this out, how hard can it be? So go right now, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You won't regret it. Bring us in, sir. There we go. Oh, there we go. I like beer because it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad because the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Hey, once again, shout out to those wonderful fellas from Psycho Stick. We use that song. Um, hopefully, uh, if you listened last week to Watergate Part Two, um, hopefully you're. Your tuning, we know, is is a little bit rough, but hey, that's what happens. So, Rich, how's your week been? Busy. We went, uh, did a road trip with the kids, went the whole way to Des Moines, got to do a bucket list thing, go see the Field of Dreams. Oh, very cool. What, I mean, for you... Like that—that's got to well for your yeah. kids, no doubt. Yep, we already knocked off the Little League World Series a couple times, which that's fun too. Even if you really don't like baseball, just the environment—it's pretty neat. Adam, the first time we went, wanted a picture taken with every single team that was there. So and my my kids made me go back because there were a bunch of kids playing. And I, this kid who was pitching was, he wasn't that good. And he almost took my head off a couple of times. <laughs> Were you crowding the plate, Reggie? Uh, no. And the one kid kept making fun of me because like I, I switch hit and like, I, I like move my hips to basically like direct the ball where I want it to go. Um, so, like, the one kid was, like, making fun of me for, like, and I was like, oh, kid, you don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah, that's the that's the softball player, though, Reg. Yeah, that is. <clears throat> Baseball players, we don't move our feet. Yeah, yeah, softball, you, you definitely, sometimes you can, you don't plant your feet. And it's a different, and it's a different pitch, too. So, yeah, it, right it's right. like. Like when you're used to ca- like count, like you can count, 
when you're, um, you know, with a softball pitch, like slow pitch or fast pitch, like it takes a certain amount of time, but baseball, like it's a whole different. Right. Do you still know the averages? The averages for slow pitch from, from a, I forget the measurement for the mound, but like, it's usually like three seconds is the average, like one, two, three. Um, fast pitch is a little bit different. Also that field, like it's more like a little league field than like your traditional, like high yeah. school or college, like size field. Right. Um, so like that, that was really weird. Mm-hmm. Just for it to be like it's it's like the size of a little league field, but they it's it was really cool. They're build like they have this whole plan. They're gonna build like six more fields. Oh wow! Um, and they're building like they're in the middle of the construction for um, B field because they're doing like they're doing an annual game out there now. Yep, yep, because it was so popular. Yep. So, well, that's pretty cool, man. That's cool, Reg. It is. So, you know, I did my my trip, my family trip in uh, at Disney, which is a human trap designed by a mouse. Yeah, ironically it, enough, it's kind of funny. But um, I happened to pick up the newspaper one day. They write their own articles on Florida, man. <laughs> there was like 12 of them. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I might just subscribe just for this. <laughs> just send me that part of the paper. Right. A uh, little disappointed. Didn't see any alligators. I wanted to. I saw some New Orleans ones when I was there. No Florida gators. Sometimes if you go um, out on the golf, like on the golf courses, like at Shades of Green, which is the military resort, they'll be out there like just sunbeam the day. Yeah, because they have no fear there. They know they're safe. So, I mean, I guess if I was an alligator, I wouldn't be afraid of too much. Right. Just those guys from the swamp show. Right. Well, you know, I just love the fact you know, that with all the other ways that animals have evolved over the years, that both alligators and crocodiles have yet to evolve past slamming the fuck out of their food. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's like they reached that point and said, nah, bro, I'm good. This is it. I'm, good. Right. I'm good, bro. I'm going to stay right here. And, you know. I mean, them and chickens, they're like the closest thing to like dinosaurs. Right. So, and turtles. Don't forget turtles, Reggie. Only if they're ninjas, Mike. Turtles, sharks. I'll be right back, Tom. Which, um, you change subject here. We do have, at the moment, silent again, partner Chelsea with us tonight. <laughs> Hello. Chelsea, how was your week? Oh, it was okay. It was all right. Didn't do too much. Uh, so, that was about it. Yeah, and ran something over with my with my remote control truck. I have no idea what I hit, but 
He hit a big tree, let's be honest. I've seen it bounce off that tree. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what shredded my tire. Uh, <clears throat> oh, man. That's, that's going to be an expensive fix, probably. So, while I was while I was in Florida, we took a couple of days off, and they were, they were pool days. Right. right. So, one day I'm there, I'm sitting with my sister, my brother-in-law, and my dad, and my my dad has this uncanny knack that he just meets people wherever we go. So he starts talking to this guy. And then, you know, they're talking, whatever. My dad's like, all right, I'm going to go, you know, whatever. So he leaves. And then the guy's like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm from Jersey. And I'm there, you know, oh, we have family there. We have, you know, they have a beach shop, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, you know, they said, what do you do, you know? He goes, well, I'm an IT guy, but I have a podcast on the side. Yes. So, Keith, this is your shout out. People, I listened to episode one today. It's called uh, Pour the Milk. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Somehow, these guys, Tom, I listened to that and said, Oh my God, we're like a bunch of hacks. Right? <laughs> They've got like music in. and uh, But anyway, so just pour the milk. It's about the main focus is uh, cereal. And it's all, it's all sugar cereal, right? And the one guy that is on the episode, his version of sugar cereal is uh, blueberry chips. So he does not like any of the cereal that they have to try. So check it out. Pretty funny. Um, and then we I have to give a shout out to someone that I met, Chad from out there in Indiana. He uh, he now follows the page and he's been sharing all our posts and he said he's gonna try to help us out and get some people out there to listen to it. We appreciate you. So Shout out to both of them. Um, I mean, I think that's really kind of all I, I – oh, my goodness. Guys. Mike. I buried the lead. You buried the lead? I buried the lead. I should have started with this. Uh, you know how you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts? Right. And Spotify. And Google Podcasts. Right. And Anchor. You know, pretty much anywhere podcasts are played, right? Right. Uh, now, Tom, now you can listen to us on freaking iHeartRadio. Okay. It's about time they came around. We're finally approved. We're up and live. So, you know, that's just more people that can listen Everybody says, oh, I don't have any room on my phone. Are you on iHeartRadio? We are now. Start listening. There it is. Um, I can't believe I didn't start with that. Frank, that is, that is some big – I can't believe I'm just finding out about it I was right saving now. it for the podcast. <laughs> I was saving it. Frank, did you see how he's doing us? I mean, uh, you please have access to the – Tom, I don't even have access to the email. Uh, actually, Reggie, I don't. I just have access to the Facebook page. That's it. 
I'll the email. I'll distribute it when, when when they're no longer. Please have Reggie back on. <laughs> just give Reggie a topic and let her talk the whole time. You two can just laugh every now and then. Um, and like you did say, next time Reggie came on, we got it. We understand. We got it. I mean. Between Reggie and Chuck, you guys are picking history topics currently. That is not my wheelhouse. We're just trying to help you grow as a person, Reg. (laughs) Expanding your horizons. So I'm thinking we got this week, there'll be a bonus episode over the weekend for our subscribers. And then next week, and then I think it is time to get off history for a little while. Right. Just a little while. I'm thinking, keep me happy. Just one history topic a month. Um, and then the other stuff can... Reggie? What? I, I want to say, though... Um, and hopefully we don't get down a huge tangent, but I'm I'm okay. If, all right, I'm thinking like even every now and then we do some current event stuff, you know. Not in the world, I know, Reg. I know. Uh, I I I am avoiding all of those things like yeah. literally a plague. Yeah. So. Rage. Yeah, no, I, I Reggie, I, I know we get it. I man. couldn't believe it. You know, I I was at work. Well, I was on vacation when that happened, so I didn't really read about it until um, my my lunch break at work. Now, what was Pennsylvania one of the twenty four states that immediately repealed it? No. Okay. They're they're in the. We're not sure what Pennsylvania's going to do. Gotcha. We're 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 good until November, and then it gets kind of iffy. Yeah, it all depends what happens with that with the election. Um, right. So yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. So like I I pulled up. I was like, well, you know, all all politics aside, really, right? Right. I was like, who are who are all the people on the Supreme Court, and who appointed? And. Um, It was interesting. There was like, there was one person, the most senior, it was put on by Bush. And then, um, you know, Clarence Thomas was by Clinton. So it was a pretty, pretty, pretty even mix. So I was, I was kind of surprised that the vote went the way that it did. Right. Um, because, because you had, you had two of the people that said no were people that Trump appointed. And you would have thought they would have went the other direction. You know what I mean? Well, they lied. They lied. Like, and if anybody, then they've had their head in the sand. And like, I could have a whole rant about this, but like, my only comment really is like, you're dealing with somebody. Like, you're dealing with people's bodily autonomy. Right. You're you're basically telling a person like they don't have control legally over their body. 
I mean, because Reggie, he knows a woman's body more than a rich old white dude, right? But it go like, but it can go well beyond, like well beyond just abortion. Like you're talking about, okay. like you could look at, like, experience just to, like, you know, in Washington and Oregon, with you know having Alzheimer's patients or having patients who just want to like have assisted suicide. Yes. Because they're terminally ill. Like you're taking away people's bodily autonomy to have control over what happens to their body. Right. And, and like, that's just, that's not okay. Like, and for people to be like touting and, and like, you know, saying all these things about gun rights, but you're taking away like the very fabric of like a person's being like, that's just not okay on, on any scale. Right. Right. I mean, cause even if you take it all the way down to like, I mean, we're all kind of parents. We're all parents. So, like, one of the things that I always said was, like, you know, well, actually, it's probably more my ex, but, you know, you're, you're, you're in control of your body. No one should touch your body, whether it's an aunt, an uncle, whatever, and make you feel uncomfortable. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um. And, you know, and then I was like, you know, coming from where I where I worked for a long time was like, and if anybody ever asks you to start keeping secrets, mm -hmm. you need to tell us. Because once that happens, you're losing control of your choices. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, kind of scary because there's so many other things now. <laughs> that are on the table for them to review. Like I heard one, I heard one of the things, hold on, I'm opening a bag of peanuts. Um, that they're looking at is like Miranda rights. You know? Nope. They just passed that. Did they? Police no, police no longer have to read you your Miranda rights. Wow. You, can't, you, cannot, you cannot sue a police officer for not reading you your Miranda rights. You're just supposed to know them. Well, so, so if you're arrested, you don't say anything, you ask for an attorney, they must provide you an attorney, and you don't say anything without the presence or consultation of an attorney. Period. Right. Like, right. not like you don't even have to give them your name. Well, Reggie, you know what they say, right? Nobody talks, everybody walks. Yeah. So, I, you know, when, I, Reg, I don't know if you're familiar with what, what happened to my brother or not, but, um, you know, when, when, when that happened to him, one of the people that were, was involved, that was their whole defense was based on, I was never read my Miranda rights. Um, so it's kind of like it may not necessarily be bad for stuff like that either, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but it's like when you have people who are who are protesting, and like that's why like you're doing it because you're just like arresting massive, yeah. like a bunch of protests, or you're yeah. you know falsely arresting or convicting like, you know, 
trying to take um, minorities off of the street, like I say this with air quotes, like, you know, it's just predicating system and social injustice and like everybody should be angry like not just the left like not like everybody if you look if you look back you know and i I, look i'm not saying that this is where we're heading by any means but when you look back at some of those megalomaniacs that basically you know you got germany you have japan you have you have russia like when at, at that point in time, they slowly started taking away little rights mm-hmm. and yeah. then kept everybody fighting with each other while they took away the bigger rights. So like, and I understand, like, we try not to get political, but and and guys can come at me, um, but I feel like when Trump got elected. Nobody at that point had read Mein Kampf because we were literally living out like chapters nine and 10 of Mein Kampf because it's, it's political. And then in, in Germany now, they teach American propaganda. We don't realize that like our news cycles and how we are taught about this American exceptionalism is is all political propaganda <laughs> like the world view of states is laughable like we are like laughing stock to like other major countries and it's yeah. like it's just it's insane like it's insane we are living in an insane asylum yeah you know my ex-brother-in-laws are I call them Europeans because they live there. Well, yeah, I'm a creative like that. And that was one of the things that they said. People would come up to them and be like, what is going on? So full disclosure, I am not impressed with this particular um, government either. You know what I mean? Because I feel like with, you know, at least with Trump, like him, hate him, love him, whatever it is, right? He had he had an opinion, and he had kind of expressed that opinion, one way or the other, right or wrong, right? And then I feel like we went from that to what we have now, where you get nothing. Well, you know I what I mean? I, I think the Biden administration like on damage control yeah like they're just they're like everything a lot of positive things that happened during the trump administration was all the recovery that barack obama well the the obama administration basically had recovered from the like if you look at how political like our political systems work like sometimes you don't see changes immediately yeah Yeah, it takes time it's like all of the pot like a bunch of the policies like that's why like people shit on reagan it's because like a lot of his we're now seeing the effects of it now 
Yeah, I, yeah, and you know, uh, that's an argument both sides can make, though. You know what I mean? Like when our guy was in office, that's the only reason your guy is is doing X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? My whole thing is those two are really with the functioning of what happens, like rules, policies, whatever, those two are figureheads. The president's a figurehead. The guys, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I feel like the people that we elect need to be held to the fire. You know, and there should be, there should be, we're going way off subject. Well, now nah, we'll tie it in, but like the guys that are ninety-five. There we go. In term in office, right? Like that shouldn't be allowed to happen. You know what I mean? No, but those are the ones who are in control of the law, so it's never going to change. Right. I know, but it should be should be like you know you go and you work for the state police. It's twenty years, and you retire with your pension. You know what I mean? Right. You can only be in politics for twenty years. Yeah. Whether whether it's a 92-year-old Republican, a 92-year-old Democrat, or a 92-year-old whatever, you're going to sit there and try to tell me that they have any idea what the world's like now. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, this actually is not a bad tie-in to this week's topic. Right. Um, we're a little behind. That happens. That happens, people. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit this week, some basic 13 columns, right? How they happen, everything like that. You know, 4th of July is coming up. Next Tuesday, we're going to do our American Independence Revolutionary War, and the aftermath. So I thought, hmm, maybe we should dabble a little bit with the 13 column. Do a little dabble. So, you know, you're sitting there, you're England. You practice expansionism. You're competing with the French. You're competing with the Spanish, right? We we all know, all three countries, we all know there's a lot of land across this sea. We need to start getting over. So the French, they end up, you know, in, in the Canadian territories. The Spanish are down in Florida. The king says, oh, we need to get people in the middle. Or we're not going to be in this game. Right. So, when they did this, there was basically two two or three main types of the colonies, right? There's a royal colony, which is governed directly by the king. Right. You know what I mean? So, Somebody that his family is friends with, or some wealthy what dean, duke, whatever, he says, I give you permission to go settle from here to here. 
and you're you're me. You're acting as me in your territory, right? The other real big one was what was called like a proprietary, which simply means it's a for-profit college. You're over there to make a company money, who in turn is going to pay the king. Which is what the Massachusetts Bay College, right? Yes, yes. Roanoke and... The Mayflower were the first, right? Well, no. Um, Roanoke was the first one. And that that colony is known as the Lost Colony because it disappeared. That, that's the one with, you know, Keeper Sutherland. And, oh, wait, no, that's Lost Boys. Well, that's Sorry. the Lost Boys. That was the last good vampire movie ever made. I don't know. Blade had a few hit or miss moments. Mm. Blade can be credited with bringing Marvel, the MCU, back All right. the mainstream. Well, he was important for the movie franchise, I guess, yeah. But way off topic. But I saw that they're going to, they may be remaking The Lost Boys. Oh, I feel no. Like, I feel like that movie at Goonies, you know, and, and there are a couple, maybe E.T. Um, oh, not easy. Of the third kind. Um, there's just certain ones like they did, they did remake Close Encounters, didn't they? Yeah, but it was Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. It was technically a sequel, not a remake. Uh, but like, there's some iconic movies from our period. You just can't remake. Them. Yeah, you just don't touch. Um, Although I'm very excited for the Willow series. Yeah, that's it looks good. I do have to give Jeff Bridges credit for his um Rooster Cogburn. You know, the old John Wayne movie, which uh, the name of the movie I'm drawing a blank on. But I don't know. you know, my dad's a huge John Wayne fan, so girl, I'm like when they when I heard they were remaking it with Jeff Bridges, I'm like, I like him as an actor, but I don't know if he can pull off the Duke. And, uh, and I think he was so successful with it, in my opinion, because he didn't try. That's fair. To be. You can't be the same. Right. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Like an iconic movie, you got to take some liberties because you can't be the same. An iconic actor, same deal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there can only be one Elvis. There's like 90 of them in Vegas. Uh-huh. Why, Rona shut them down? No. Hold on. I think, didn't somebody like sue? Yeah. Oh, you're right, Reg. The, well, not somebody. The, the, the Elvis Presley Foundation informed everybody out there that they're no longer permitted to use the king's likeness really which tells me that they're probably going to make them all cease and desist so that then they can sell licenses mm-hmm. to do that which i mean i don't know it's the king man it's the king you, you should do they, do they still own all the rights to his music though they've 
I think they bought a lot of it back. Because he definitely lost the rights for a long time. Yeah. And like his movies, too. But, um. I'm way off topic. That's okay. We got disconnected a little bit there. So we got to reset. The clock is reset. Um. All right, so back to the 13 colonies. We've kind of talked about Roanoke. Um, let me let me find my little timeline here, and we'll kind of do that first and then circle back. Okay, so, well, while, while you're looking for your timeline there, I'm just going to go ahead and say that there was an estimated 2.5 million uh, citizens in the 13 colonies at the year before the Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah, very good. You know what the estimated started at the first year? 2000. So, um, 15. Quite the plague, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And figure out, think about that. Well, hold on, we'll get there. So, <laughs> 1587, Roanoke starts. John White, who, who went over and helped them get all set up and, and then left and said, I'll be back next year with fresh supplies and more people and, you know, took them three years to get back because there were some, some issues over in England. And they get back, it's gone. Just like building structures that were there, no sign of the people. Um, so that's why it's called the Lost Colony. And they, they have actually, there's some stories, and I don't know how true they are, about, like, when you go, you know, down the road and you, people were coming over and they're running into Indian tribes from that particular area, and they had, like, blended features. Right. So that's the big, the big thought was the boat never came back. They were out of supplies, and either A, the Indians attacked, or B, the Indians helped them out and they kind of just got absorbed. What it is. So, 1607, took a little while after that first failure. We got Virginia, and that's, that's proprietary. That one's solely to make money. Which was the first um, that was the first colony to bring over slaves? Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, working well. We know why they use them, but yeah. Uh, Virginia was actually um, tobacco was a lucrative crop because it was vehemently opposed by King James the first. And the Virginia Company didn't want Virginia's growing it because they thought it wouldn't be as valuable as corn. Wow. But then, closer again, closer to the Revolutionary War, they were uh, Virginia was producing an estimated fifty-five million pounds right. of tobacco leaves. Yep. And that seems to be what happens in all these proprietary colonies. There's yeah. some kind of major cash crop. Um, like Pennsylvania, New York, and I think New Jersey, like ours was wheat. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, um, and then, and then 1620 Massachusetts, right? So, you know, pilgrims come over and this one, this one was really, you know, the pilgrims and the, and the Puritans really were like, just, this was like a nuisance present. You know what I mean? Like you've caused so much trouble and so many problems that, you know, you want to be able to practice your religion, how you want to practice it. So we're going to give you this land. And, uh, well, initially the Mayflower is supposed to land where Manhattan is. Yeah, they were a little off. Yeah. And, you know, that makes a big difference when you're going to come to a new land and try to survive. The I'll take a winter in Manhattan over a winter up anywhere above, like, Connecticut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Erie. I would not want an Erie winter either. So... You know, and this is where we get like, you know, the Mayflower contract compact. So this was like, even though they were ruled still, quote unquote, by the king, this was their first. Tom, did I steal your thing? No. Oh, okay. I have a correction on your thing. Uh oh. Oh. So Ooh. this was this was like the first form of an attempt at like self-government. Actually, Connecticut drafted the first official self-government. That's right. You're right. You're right. But I'm talking about this particular group. Right. Okay. 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 You know what I mean? Right. Right. Because you figure at this point, there's a couple hundred people getting off a boat. Right. So they wanted to. They wanted to have some kind of guidance. Um. And basically, it was the harder the harder you work, the better it's going to be for you when you die. Right. Mm -hmm. And after the during the first winter, quite a bit of them died. It was not going well. Right. And then John Rolf comes over. I believe that's his name. Rolf R O L F E. He comes in and really just kind of takes control, like gets them on the tobacco wagon. Right? Right. So they're planting tobacco. They're making money. He marries Pocahontas. Who was actually a child at the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's like six. Or was she like 13? Yeah, and he was... Closer to 13. And he was, you know, old for the time. You know what I mean? Um, but it brought peace between the two groups. Um... He's probably more famous than he is, but mm -hmm. they, you know, the, so the Indians then, or not the Indians, that's not sensitive, but the Native Americans came over and, and showed them how to survive. Like, if you're going to live up here, right? conditions are tough, this is what you need to do. So shortly after Massachusetts... Which is where Thanksgiving comes from. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, the feel-good version. Yeah. So you got Massachusetts now. So Virginia is functioning. It's now become permanent. Massachusetts is functioning. 
And again, both of these two are the proprietary type. Then, then in 1623, you get New Hampshire. And right after that, you get Baltimore or Maryland. Maryland was founded by Catholics. Yes, it was. Actually, Reggie, that's one of my notes. Yep. But you go right ahead with it, ma'am. Sorry. That's, no, all, that's all I got. Oh, that's it? Oh, yeah. all right. Okay, well. So do you remember the, the governor's name? The one no. That the one that? No. I was just I, and it was, and you're right, Reggie, it was set up as a refugee for Catholics. Which George Calvert at the time was technically Canadian. Yeah, you're welcome, Ravens fans. No wonder everybody hates the Ravens. Yeah, so man, Tom, thanks for joining us this evening. <laughs> Reg, it's up to us to finish the rest of them. So we got, uh, you know, then you get Connecticut, Rhode Island, um, you know, Baltimore. Baltimore was the first royal colony. <laughs> so Rhode Island, Delaware, they all start popping on, right? The Carolinas, Jersey, New York. Then the man, the myth, the legends, Mr. William Penn. Yeah. Which is set up as a refugee for Quakers. And we said this before in our crazy law episode. Pennsylvania was the first state to allow the practice of witchcraft. Because they really were uh we'll really? take we'll take you all. Welcome. You got a friend in Pennsylvania. Which in Pennsylvania was not actually founded by William Penn. William Penn rebuilt the British Navy with his own personal fortune, recruiting, paying, and feeding sailors. 20 years later, the debt still had not been repaid, but William Penn was far too elderly to do anything. So his son, William Penn II, Petition for repayment. But instead of money, he just wanted land west of the Delaware, which he wanted to call um, either Sylvania, which is woods. which is a Latin word for word for woods or New Wales. But King Charles decreed that it should be Pennsylvania in honor of his, his father. father. Penn's Woods. So, Pennsylvania kicks in, then Georgia, and that's it at this point. And Georgia, Georgia was like a, a prison colony for the most part. They emptied their debtor prisons and yeah, sent them over to work. Because um, under the guise of the governor of the colony, I don't have his name written down. James Oglethorpe. Yes, Oglethorpe. And I don't know why I forgot that because I always think of the dude from Slapshot when yep. I hear his name. Yeah. Uh, but was he advertised it as a safe haven for debtors and criminals to restart their lives. Right. To have a fresh start. Basically going straight to work camp from prison to work yeah. camp. Yeah. And the whole reason that that was even allowed to happen 
was they wanted Georgia to act like as a buffer because the Spanish at this point are in Florida. Yes. So they wanted to just kind of expand as far as they could to keep the Spanish kind of stuck down in that Florida peninsula. So, you know, it happens. Things go on. The colonies all kind of settle in. Um, and then, like Reggie said, slavery gets kicking. Starts in Virginia. And surprisingly, the number one state for slave trading and shipping, not slave labor, which, of course, they did also have slave labor, but the number one for imports of slaves was... You want me to answer? Yeah. Oh, and go ahead. Rhode Island. Yep. And the only reason I really know that is because you ever see the movie The Amistad? Oh, my God. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. That's where they were. Uh, you know, because over, you know, thousands of uh, ships set sail on the quote-unquote slavery triangle. Right. Where they would go and then get spices and trade the spices for... In the, in the Caribbean. <clears throat> and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, at the start of the Revolutionary War, do you know the number on the number of slaves that were in the colonies? Over 20% of the populace. Yeah. Do you know... Oh, that, that's the number. That's the only number they, I saw. They estimated it's like 278 million slaves or something like that. Um, so, you yeah, obviously, you, you have the slavery, but then you also have this kind of odd thing going on where we were sending people over, hey, you know... I own a blacksmith shop. You come over, agree to work with me for X amount of years. So like an apprenticeship, but they called it indentured service. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to ever stand up here and say that the slaves were treated well because we all know that they weren't. Um, but their conditions based on like what I've read and I had a history professor slipper I talk about this the one time saying that while you know you can say the slaves were looked down as like property they knew that they only had these indentured servants for X amount of time so they were treated horrible they had they, right. they slept in worse conditions um, because it was kind of like a, I got two years to use you. So if you know you happen to die during those two years, oh well, right? I'm not out any money. Don't send me another one that I don't have to pay for. Well, and oftentimes, like they would end up like tacking on more time because yeah. they'd get there and like they'd have no place to live. They'd have no like, like being able to like like room and board basically yeah. Um, yeah. this little this little cottage and a little plot of land but oh man you're gonna have to add like three more years oh you need tools to become a blacksmith oh we're gonna have to add a little more time yep so it's kind of like kind of like the credit card system <laughs> hey it's it's zero percent transfer all your balances 
And oh yeah, by the way, you're not zero percent anymore. So, but a lot of people knew what they were signing up for. Yeah. It's not like they were a their country. I agree. I agree. And I'm not saying, you know, one was right and one was wrong. You know what I mean? If anything, if anything, when I think of like an, an indentured servant, it doesn't really upset my stomach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you said, they they were taking advantage of an opportunity. They weren't they weren't victim or not well victims, but they weren't the you know losing soldiers right or losing village from a conflict. You know what I mean? Um, oh, are we going to talk about malaria? We sure can. So, um, the so one of the reasons why slavery became such a big thing in the United States, the indentured servants were coming, like, were coming over and they were just dying. Um, so they were bringing over slaves um, because they were more, more resistant to malaria, but then when they brought them over, it introduced, like, a whole set of malaria to the, to the ecosystem. Yep. So then more people died. Yeah, well, you can you can read like if you read excerpts about stuff like that, like they always are talking about how the little girl just strangely caught a fever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, the, think, the, I think I uh, talked about it in like fourteen in fourteen ninety one or fourteen ninety three. There's like the that new book, the newer book series. That was like about Christopher Columbus. Mm -hmm. and, um, on, on around that time, like they talk about it and that. Yep. If anybody yeah. actually wants to like fact check us. Yeah, we're all kind of like, oh wait, what else is this? Yeah, so you have, basically we end up kind of getting divided into like three sections, you know? You have the New England colonies, which is like Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and everything more. New Hampshire. Um, you have the middle colonies, which is New York, New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania. And then the southern colonies, um, which is Maryland down. <clears throat> and all three colonies have very distinct economic systems. You know, obviously down south, it's it's the plantations, it's the big farms, it's the, the money crops, um, you know, and, and then you have some industrialization popping up and up in the, you know, the, the middle states and up north, you know. Um, so that kind of causes some conflict in between like down the road you know when it's time for the revolutionary war which we're a little bit ahead but like you know why do we care the people in the south were saying you know why do we care that they're taxing your molasses like you know because you want to use it for rum or whatever that you can turn around and sell like that has no effect on us mm -hmm. uh, 
So everything's not it's it's not bad. Like if you're living in the 13 colonies, you know that like, yeah, the King George is in charge of us, but whatever. You know, we're not he can say whatever he wants, we're gonna keep doing our thing. Um eventually though. He starts appointing governors to all the colonies mm. because he's realizing, like, without us having direct supervision, we're getting robbed blind. We're not getting the we're not getting the money back that we should be getting right from these colonies. Um, and so you know. You run. We run into some conflict initially about like, wait a minute. We've been fine here for the last however long, last two generations, or you know, last thirty years. We don't need the king over here now. All of a sudden, telling us what to do. Right. So there's some pushback. So guess what comes next? Some troops. Um. But during this time also, you've got more and more people now coming to the colonies because now they're established. And now these people know, I'm going to come over, I'm going to be given a plot of land, I'm going to be shown how to grow this cash crop, and within no time, I'm going to own it. Right. You know? um, so it makes us have to start expanding towards the West. When we do that, he started having some conflicts with the Native Americans. And he started having some conflicts with the French who were bumping into New York and, uh, you know, down down through. And, I mean, they're even down in the through the Western PA. You know what I mean? It's, right. And they're all kind of pushing. <clears throat> so guess what happens? We go to war. So the British troops and the colonists and their Native American um, allies go to war with the French and with the Indians. Um, and it was not a quick one. No. You know, it lasts like about seven years. I want to, if I had it, if I, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's considered like the seven year war. Um, and that's like the last bit of happy feeling, kumbaya, peace, love, and little donuts that the colonists as a whole have towards England. Right. So, starting in like, I want to say like 1762. 1763, King George is wanting to start spending some money. He's finally done with the war. I'm ready to, you know, build myself a new castle or whatever. And I said, whoa, hold on. Your Royal Highness, you don't quite have the money. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm the King of England. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that French and Indian War over that we fought to protect the colonies 
caused us uh, to take out a lot of debt. So we get some some taxes that start coming down. Um, Which do you know? What colony was the first one hit by British taxes? Boston. Was New York. Wow. The Hat Act. Okay. Because the beaver pelt hats were so popular in England that, that makes a lot the of aristocrats sense. convinced the uh, <laughs> persuaded parliament to pass the Hat Act, which you know, kind of was a blessing in disguise because yes, it limited what the New York colony could ship over there and, you know, it, it put some pretty insane embargoes on it. But the tail end of the Hat Act also banned slave labor in any hat factories that were oh. sending over to Britain. So, you know, they did it Obviously not for the fact of human decency. They did it for money to try and shut these places down. But it turned out to be a pretty decently thing for them to do on the yeah. scope of human, you know, humanity. That's right. Anything that saves the beavers. Save the beavers. Save the otters. Save the little prairie dogs. No, not the prairie dogs. Well, prairie dogs, yeah. Unless you, unless you own a cattle farm out west. You shouldn't. How could you not like prairie dogs? Yeah, but they're fat cousins or bastards. Yeah, I know. In my yard. I will say prairie dogs are a little bit nasty of a creature. Oh, they are quite mean. Um, I I was not involved, but I happened to be out west with some friends, and they were. We went to a farm, and the the guy that owned the ranch would pay a dollar. Per prairie dog run in because he was losing, you know, big money cattle, five thousand dollar a head cattle. So you go, they go for him and shoot him. Well, my buddy hands me binoculars and he goes, Watch this. And I said, Okay, so I'm looking and I see him shoot the prairie dog, and I was like, uh, Dude, that's pretty gross. Why am I watching that? And he goes, No, 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 watch now. Other prairie dogs were coming up and eating the dead prairie dog. Little yeah. scab. Kind of gross. So the first thing that comes around is the Royal Proclamation of 1763. It basically said, you are not allowed past the Appalachian Mountains. We are no longer providing protection. Deal with it. And then everything on the other side was considered a Native American reserve. You know, we're not going to go into that territory. They can live in peace. We'll live in peace. And then we get the Sugar Act. Actually, the Sugar Act might have been a year before. I'm a little blurry on that part. But basically, this was an act that had been there for years. It was called something else, and it was basically every gallon of molasses that was sold. It was a six pence tax. 
when no one collected it. So it was like, yeah, 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 don't forget about your tax. So they sat down and thought, you know, if we put tax like minimal, maybe it'll start. So three, three pence tax on any molasses. And then, you know, they passed a bill saying that the colonists are not allowed to make their own money. There's not allowed to be colonial money. You need to use British money. Um, slowly so that the money value, the value of the money over in, in Europe or in England, I guess that's really all they were concerned with, just didn't get devalued. Right. <laughs> Part of being in the 13 colonies is that legally everything that you bought had to come from England. One right. way or the other, someone, either an English company or whatever, or the English factory had to have a part in you getting your hands on that at some point in time. Right. Now, the 13 colonists were resourceful. They were smart. They dodge the system whenever they could. So it still wasn't getting collected as much as it should. Now they're starting to feel the heat. We need to start paying these bills. Then we get the Stamp Act that we talked about before. And basically it was a direct tax on any printed material. Anything mm -hmm. that something could be printed on. Um, that one was pretty easy to keep track of, to know who was right. going to need what. Well, at this point, Stamp Back comes out, and we probably get one of the greatest taglines, right? No taxation without representation. Thank you. Um, and it really it doesn't sit well in the in the colonies. Still though, still though, more in the you know middle colonies and above. Right. Obviously, Boston is a hotbed. Everybody knows Boston is a hotbed. Um, but Boston at this point hasn't really caught the eye over there. At this point, everybody's still focused on New York. I'm not sure what New York did back then. We know what they did now. Um, they're neighbors to New Jersey, and that's enough. Um, but basically, oh, I get it now. The Stamp Act Congress, where they decided to forget this, we're not paying anymore, was held in New York. But you end up with like the town, it's called the Townsend Act. And there's basically five, five rules, right? The biggest one, though, sorry, I jumped ahead. But the, you know, it basically was all stuff that was set like to attack New York. But in there, one of the things that it did set up was 
um, it gave the British crown permission or spelled out that they now can send agents over to the colonies right. to collect this tax revenue. So that was the big one. And you can imagine how nice those fellows were. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine? The king said, I can do whatever I want to take your money. The other, the other thing, though, was it is now officially like made it in the books, on the record, illegal to purchase any good that's not associated, affiliated, connected to the British. And I actually saw something here about tea, right? Most popular drink. 86% of the tea that was drank in the colonies was smuggled in. And so that was the whole thing was the East Indian, the British East India Trade Company, tea company, was going belly up. It had all this tea sitting in warehouses. Which you want to talk about a damn conglomerate of the time. Yeah, because we were getting it from Holland and some other places like that. So this act was set to try to save them. And that, I mean, you kind of have that. Then you got Fun side, note. Fun side note fact. If you want to go to the only tea plantation in the United States, it's located just outside of Charleston, South Carolina. Huh. The only one in the United States. I have a random factoid for you. Massachusetts is credited as being the birthplace of America's iron industry. In 1644, John Winthrop formed the Saugus Works, which had a dam, a smelting furnace, a forge, and a rolling and splitting mill, which um, they made two types of iron. They made cast iron, which, you know, obviously you can pour in the right. cast, or they made what is called pig iron, which is basically... Just, just bars, right? A chunk of iron that can be melted down and reformed. Yeah, wherever you need it. To be. As many times you need it. But their biggest thing that they sold was a small chunk of iron that people could turn into nails. And it became uh, such, you know, so sought after in England that they eliminated the uh, federal crusting duties on pig iron coming from Massachusetts in 1750. Wow. That's crazy. Hmm. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you've seen, there's some shows, some movies that kind of talk about what's going on here. After this point, like, this is when you really start having some of the, it's the country becomes divided, right? Right. You're either loyal to the king, a loyalist, or you're a, a, a patriot. Is, I, I believe that's what they called them. Um, and there was like no in-between. Like, you're, you're one or the other. You can't, you can't say, 
yeah, we should make our own rules. But the Kings are all right, dude. Right. Right. You're a loyalist. Um, there's some shows, some really good shows. HBO has one. Uh, it's called uh, Sam Adams. John Adams. John Adams. That's right. I was I was thinking about the other. It is, it is actually one of my one of my favorite HBO series. Mm -hmm. And and if I grew up sex. Read the book. <laughs> What's that? Read the book? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I for a historical piece, that one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's the Sons of Liberty that that came out. That's that's a little bit older. That that's like two thousand. Oh man, I can't believe I just called that older. Right. It's like nine years old, two thousand thirteen. Well, that's a good one. Even older, but not completely historically accurate. But with some accuracies, was Mel Gibson's The Patriots. Yes, that was a great movie. I mean, that is, that's what Gabriel is named after. What's that? Sorry. All my all my kids are named after movie characters, and right. um, Gabriel is a good name for a farmer. Yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, it can't. And um, he was. I found out I was pregnant with him the year that Heath Ledger died. Oh wow! So that's crazy. Yeah, not, not to like bring the podcast down even more. Yeah. Reggie, <laughs> on that. No, I'm happy you didn't name him Joker then. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, oh, my goodness. We forgot. The most important segment. Yes, our most important non-popular <laughs> Tuesdays with Tom. You know, Mike, I was sitting in the lawn chair the other day, drinking a beer, watching Chelsea mow the grass. Her mom comes out of the house, starts screaming, you should be hung. I said, ma'am, I am hung. Why do you think she's mowing the grass? <laughs> All right, well, that's not necessarily a dad joke. Okay, well, here. Hey, did you hear the rumor about butter? There you go. No, Tom, I haven't. Never mind, I'm not going to spread it. <laughs> There's your dad joke. There we are. You happy you asked? You redeemed yourself, Tom. You know, Tom, did you know nothing starts with an end and ends with a G? It does. Oh, nice. Hey. <laughs> what word starts with the same letter, ends with the same letter, but only sounds like one letter? I. Yes. Good job, Reg. Way to go, Reg. You've earned your dad card. <laughs> Do you know that there is no word in the English language that rhymes with orange? Tom's thinking about yeah. this. Yeah, I, I got nothing. No. I was going to try to throw something smart ass, but I got nothing. I blame Mike's bush. It is. Oh, yeah, we forgot to shout that out, too. I kept hearing that, like, this is the last year for Bush Light Out. It's not coming back. This is it. So I figured we've done some Natter days. Let's get some bush light out. 
Um, a 30 pack's going to do it for me. I don't feel the need to go out and buy more. Right. But hey, back to our subject here. New Hampshire actually offered one acre plots of land for, and I quote, one ear of Indian corn only on the 21st day of December annually, if lawfully demanded, plus a shilling per hundred acres afterwards, adjusted up or down, depending on how much land you had. So you could get 101 acres for a shilling and an ear of corn a year. It's not a bad deal. What they didn't tell you, though, and that was buried way down in the fine print, was um, corn no growing. It gets, <laughs> it gets down to negative 482 degrees with 12 feet of snow in New Hampshire. In October. So, good luck with your two-week growth. Um, so, obviously, at this point, right, we get some outspoken individuals. Um, both, both on both sides, right? You know, um, yeah, yeah, you get Ben Franklin acting up in Philadelphia. You get the Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, man, what a legend! That's a whole, he's a whole other yeah. episode himself. Yeah, he's something else, man. Um, dirty old man. That's what he was. He's so, very much so. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, up, you get Thomas Paine. You have, you know, there's cons. And then you get up to Massachusetts. And you got Mr. Adam. You've got um, Mr. Burke. Oh, wait. He was kind of New Yorkish, wasn't he? Uh, Burr, Burr and Hamilton are from New York. Yeah. So, um, but then, uh, well, Burr and Hamilton, that's a, you know, they're kind of opposite sides. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, obviously, they shoot each other. Yeah, they, they, yeah that's true. Burr, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. They, they were so opposite that they needed to stand two feet apart and see if they could shoot each other with the most unaccurate and paces yeah so you know obviously the crown is getting this information about these guys and we need to nip this in the butt right um so it becomes dangerous to be outspoken the troops come in especially up north they hit them with the intolerable acts, which is basically we're sending our soldiers over here, and it's your responsibility to put them in housing, right? To feed them, to clean their clothes, like, and it, they're going to stay wherever they want. Um, and that's like it. That's it. That's fun. Yeah, that's the end all be all. And now the protests are everywhere, and now the tax collectors are getting tarred and feathered. And the soldiers are getting screamed at and threatened and booed. Like stuff that five years prior was probably unimaginable. Right. And that's like one of the like the big things with John Adams, like in the start of it, like he represents the soldiers because somebody accident like accidentally gets shot 
Yep. The British shoulder, soldiers because nobody else will. Right, yeah. And he felt that, the, you know, the law's the law. So, um, I don't know that we want to go too much further because... Well, I do have one that's kind of comical. Was that North Carolina was actually sold back to Britain at one point. Eight fellows who called themselves the Lords and Proprietors received a royal charter in 1663 for North and South Carolina. Although they they quickly realized that it was too much to try and rule that much area with just eight dudes. So it quickly got split into two and the eight kept control of North Carolina with the goal to rule like absolute monarchs and have hereditary serfs that were bound to the land. Go back to medieval times. Right? But, you know, surprisingly enough, it was plagued with corruption, incompetence, pirate attacks, and conflicts with Native Americans. So after a few years, seven of the eight guys decided to sell their shares back. The holdout was... uh, a gentleman named John Cartet, who kept his land but sold his rights to have a say in the government okay. aspect of it. So at least he got something out of it. Right. So next week, we're going to talk about when these protests really start heating up. They really start getting violent. And then we'll talk about the, how we bumbled to a victory in the revolutionary. Um, Guerrilla warfare was our best friend. Yeah. So I think that's all we have for this week. Big shout out again to uh, (laughs) iHeartRadio for finally letting us on. Um, To Psycho Stick. To the podcast, pour some milk on it. Chad, hey, Chad in Indiana, we appreciate you. Um, Chelsea, for being here like always, <laughs> being so supportive. That's right. Uh, I think that's all we got. So, you know, you got well, 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 there's one more thing I, I do need to say. Uh, those of us on location at Mercer Mike's, at least two of us are wearing official Mike Has a Drink t-shirts ah, today. that's true. Where's your shirt at? I'm Where's still looking. I apologize. That's we, why you looked semi-put together today. Yeah, look, as as the only person that does laundry in this house, <laughs> if, if I can get away with wearing my work shirt through the podcast, it's one less article of clothing that I have to worry about washing and folding down the road. Well, that's fair. Um, you know, I'll wash and dry laundry same day, but folding and putting away, that's like five to seven business days. Yeah. It is the worst chore. Yes. <laughs> right? It is, it is my most hated chore, the folding and putting away. Anybody who's willing to do that for me for the rest of my life? Like, so, what do you 
Interested? Who knows? One of the listeners, <laughs> or hell, you can have three of us showing up to do yeah. your laundry. <laughs> Free steak. We'll be there, Reg. Oh, Reggie steak. Oh yeah. Worst right. so, chore. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a big fan of dishes either, or cutting the grass, obviously, or any chores, apparently. Fair enough. That's why I can't wait till I get into a nursing home. I won't have to do anything. We just sharpie your last That's name right. on the back of your shirt. Yep. <laughs> It'll come right back to you. Yeah, I won't even have to. I don't have to get out of bed to eat <laughs> or bathe. Yeah, right. Um, well, we're gonna stop there <laughs> because that that's gonna take a turn towards the band episode. So look, you have an idea for a topic, you want to be a guest. There's something out there happening in the world that's bothering you that you're an expert in, whatever it is, or something out there that's bothering you that you think you would enjoy our comedic spin on. Let us know at Mike has a drink at gmail.com. Or our Facebook page, Mike has a drink. Uh, Thursday night, I am uh, attending a thing from Anchor, and they're going to talk about a potential release of video podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'm interested in learning how to do that. You know, that is one of the things that I have been told by a few of our fans that uh, we know personally was that they they would like to see us start doing video. Yeah. And we'll look into it. Um, you know, our IT guy never seems to be here on podcast night. Um, he, he did come up with an idea, Reggie, we'll have to try. He was saying that if we plug my phone into the micro, microphone, then we can just video chat with you. Off of my phone? Because that's the issue with the mic. We can't call you and have the microphone on. Mm -hmm. It creates too much of a disturbance and cuts in and out too much. And we were like, wow, that's a great idea. And Chelsea said, you two <laughs> idiots didn't think of that? That's pretty obvious. And we're like, look, that's why we use Anchor. Um. Love so, them guys at Anchor. Yeah, so anyway, so I'm going to listen to that and see if it's something we can possibly do down the road. Um, so all we've got, we'll be on next over the weekend. Like I said, we're going to do a little camping episode. Tom and I are heading to the campground. With our sons. And we're going to get their take on what camping is and if they're having fun and if they'd rather be like in a hotel at a spa and all you can eat buffet. So, well, 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 I mean, you bring up all you can about buffet. I mean, I might start leaning towards that too. Yeah, camping. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm gonna be I, honest. I could, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, I just want it to be all inclusive, include all my drinks. Um, you want some glam glamping, glamping, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, we're, we're gonna be in Mercer, so there's no glamping anywhere in this area. <laughs> Uh, Half the people in this town can't even spill glamping. Yeah. <laughs> um, any view of Tom is not the view of uh, 
Mike has a drink. We are the worst podcast ever for a reason. Um, have a great week, people, man. Hey, we love you. Save. Well, we, we we hold you in high regard. Yeah, love is a strong, a strong word. word. I'm not ready to commit to that. Um, but you know what? This week, people, be the reason somebody smiles. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later.